The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. You got some follow through this morning after the biggest S&P gain in seven months. And once again, bank earnings impressed. Got a blowout number from Goldman. Retail sales for September as well show a surprise gain of seven tenths. You got yields on the two year hitting a fresh pandemic high. Our roadmap begins with rally mode. Stocks are set to jump at the open. S&P coming off the best day since March. And as we said, retail sales surprise to the upside. Plus Goldman Sachs shares, they are rallying ahead of the open, the Wall Street Bank crushed earnings estimates as investment banking revenue. Well, we'll get to it. It was up a lot. And getting a boost, an FDA panel backing Moderna COVID-19 boosters and shares are moving higher on that news. To David's point, though, uh, Goldman IB revenue up uh, 88 is going to make Morgan Stanley's stellar number look soft. Yeah, uh, they've done in the first three quarters better than any year that Goldman has had in the history of the firm. We're talking about some incredible, they beat uh, top line, 16%. How about this, bottom line, 48%. I'm calling this a drop the mic quarter for Steve Scher, who is now <laughs> retired. He's the CFO, obviously. C- well, yeah, a long time CFO. Really, it's it's kind of like Scher. Many, you don't have to name who he is. Many sure. of our viewers have no idea who he is. No <laughs> really? offense to him. Yeah, they don't. Oh, that's his legacy? The unknown CFO? I don't think he cares that much. Not at all. He cares about the money. Yeah. Uh, And when you speak to him, it's very clear he makes makes the point that I'm an idiot that I ever left because I could be a rich man. Nobody's complaining. Okay. You should not be complaining. I'm doing the bottle dance. Nobody's holding a fundraiser for you, my friend. (laughs) All right. Get back to the numbers, Ted. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Look, a lot of it is... uh, is M&A, okay, which could be episodic because we know we've got a new FTC chairperson. We do, although, I mean, on M&A, there is a, there is a lot of activity at a, at a not lower level, but at a level that pays very high fees but is not necessarily something we talk about that often. It's not headline deals. Yeah, that's Those a really good point. Those kinds of deals you are not likely to see in this current regulatory environment, whether it's at the FTC or the DOJ. There is a, uh, an expectation that you're going to be met with uh, significant opposition, potentially, where you announce some sort of strategic kind of a deal. No, we'll see. Right. Nobody's even tried. That said, M&A is very strong. Asset management, which, you know, is sticky. Talk about taking in $90 billion. I thought that was great. Now, here's something that, that we don't talk about enough. The Apple card. They have 7 million customers. Now, I know you could say they should have X, you know, double that. But people told me they're going to be losing a couple billion on this. No, it's containable. And I think it's exciting. They've turned it back on. So, you know, you've got a company that if you believe that traders are that good, and they're that lean, then you could argue that this company deserves, I don't know, I could say it could go to 500 without. Wow. It does set up um, an interesting debate today because uh, RBC does cut Morgan Stanley, and their yeah. argument is in a raising rate, of, raising rate environment, you're going to want the commercial banks. Yeah, but you see, that's the old way of looking at things. Uh, look, I like him, Cassie. I like RBC. I've known him for years. But what, what's happened this quarter is, and the reason why these things are up, is that 
the banks have, have really kind of disengaged from the notion, David, you can say, of this yield curve. Morgan Stanley is an asset gather. Okay. Bank of America has a lots of different fees that are very sticky. Uh, I look at this Goldman number and I say to myself, you know what? It is now no longer episodic trading. It's just ingrained. And the yield curve, that's a very backward way of looking at these. It may be. Yeah. I really believe that. Although we're moving in the right direction, we would be citing it as a potential positive for net interest yeah, income at the big banks. I'm saying that look how much money they make, all of them, Right now, and Morgan Stanley, we, we spoke to James Gorman. We did. The, the price earnings multiple has gone up. But I love a business where, you know, we used to say, oh boy, the assets go out the door every day. They, they don't. That's another canard. There are a lot of canards that have been busted by this quarter. Well, at Goldman, they may still, and at Morgan Stanley to a certain extent. Don't forget, capital markets was very strong for Morgan Stanley, as it is, of course, an invest, within investment banking. And but you're not buying my thesis that it's well, not no, weird. I'm, I'm talking about yield curve? I mean, they still do go. Of course, these days, nobody goes in and out of the building. They, they go in and out of their bedroom. Uh, but well, that's a good point. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, no, they do come in well, at Goldman and Morgan Stanley, actually. Well, but, but it's still important. It's still well, very important to both their businesses. Even at Morgan Stanley, it moved the needle it, a lot in terms of their performance, particularly in equities. But there's a step function that's so much greater than what the analysts are looking at yeah. that I don't think that we can talk about beat the estimates. This is not a beat the estimates quarter. What this is, is analysts, you better start thinking of these banks in a different way because they're not doing what you're thinking. They're making fortunes not. They've all figured out ways to make money away from the yield curve just in case we don't raise rates. Right. Did you just yawn? No, I didn't yawn. That actually was not a yeah, yawn. Yeah, no, that was, he yawns at other stuff, but yes, not that. Uh, thank I mean, you. I, was, that was, at, a good I was at the game last night. Uh, well, you might have been yawning because of the, what, the uh, check swing? Oh, it's Wilmer, too. <laughs> that was Wilmer, an old Met. That was, he's check swing. There's a lot of outrage today. Yeah, there is. About the need for robots at the plate. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, AI. I'm Metaverse. Game five, the two best, arguably the two best teams in baseball. Ninth inning, two outs. Uh, Um, Switching to retail sales, Jim. Um, Seven-tenths. We were looking for, uh, I think, a decline at two-tenths. How can everyone be so wrong, Carl? Yep. Uh, Sporting goods, restaurants, uh, uh, general merchandise, even in the face of things that you might not be able to find. Well, I think that this was kind of a post-Delta. I mean, we had that pre-Delta. We had the big Delta scare. And now, I mean, we're talking, you listen to Meg, and the question is only how long your immunity lasts before you, you know, should your, do you go six months, do you go eight months? We're not, we're not talking anymore about something that is life-threatening. It just seems like we're talking about something that I don't want to give you and you don't want to give me, but you would be out for a couple of days. I mean, when a guy from the NFL gets it, but he's been vaccinated, that guy plays, he can play in 10 days, you know, in actually well, in the next I've game. Been, yeah, I've been trying to make that point for a long time. Listen, it's still got a psychological uh, impact if you say you have COVID, and it's still a concern. But the vast majority of people who have been vaccinated don't get particularly right. sick, thankfully. We're going to have boosters. We're also going to have the antiviral. We're now counting down. Mm-hmm. Now we're probably, I mean, Merck has already made the submission. So and the expectation yeah. is Molnupiravir will be available before the end of the year again. Testing, though, still remains a very important component of right. all of this. Right. That's why Abbott Labs is still not going down. I know a lot of people feel that Binax, which I carry everywhere. I carry Binax everywhere uh, because I just feel like, let's test. Uh, to go to the NASDAQ today after this, I'm doing an interview with Adam Slipsky, who's this fantastic Amazon Web Services guy. But to go to the NASDAQ, you got to show test. And a lot of play. Last night uh, at the Eagles game, I said, you guys want to see my card? 
And they said, no. See, that was a tip off of what was going to happen. Mm. Now I don't need to see your card. <laughs> don't you want to see you my card? It was all downhill from there? Yeah, it was. No, I don't all right. need your card. Back, it's Philadelphia. Back to the Philadelphia, uh, we don't need your card. In 1918, <laughs> Philadelphia had the worst outbreak of the flu because that uh, war bond drive. Yes. We don't need to see your card. Well, to your point about uh, the, the variant and the way it's impacted, say, labor, you talked to Domino's wow. last night. We got two price cuts uh, today from Webb Bush and RBC. They a go lot of price charges. Five sixty-five. It was a very sobering conversation I have with Bridge Allison. Well, and, and, and largely about the, the driver shortage. Take a listen. When you look more broadly at the engine that really drives you know, our business and our economics, it's retail sales growth, and retail sales growth was up 8.5%. You know, on a trailing four-quarter basis, we opened over 1,100 net stores. I'll tell you what's really shocking. You get to speak to guests a little bit off after an interview, whatever. This is an – Rich Allison started, I think, a conversation that we're all going to have to talk about. We don't have population growth in this country, which historically has been the beginning of a decline of a civilization. But more importantly, he's saying, listen, we cut off immigration. We stopped it. But the, immig- the great thing about our country is immigrants come in, they become drivers. Next thing you know, they, become, they own a Domino's, then they own several places. That's ended. And that we literally have to start thinking about an immigration policy that involves taking in people. Now, think about that. How, what, David, what kind of discussion is that when not that long ago the idea was we've got to keep people out? Yeah. Rich says we don't have enough people. Now, we're, meanwhile, we're putting together a big stimulus plan. These are great jobs. They lead their entrepreneurial jobs. They start. You don't have to necessarily have a, a computer science degree from Stanford, which is what I always feel Washington demands that you have. And I just think that Rich has started a debate. Do we not have enough growth? Well, he's not alone. He's not alone. Well, who else is doing it? No, publicly? he's not alone in saying that we need robust immigration, in part because not to mention how many people are leaving the workforce, let alone to your But who point, do you hear in Washington talk growing. about? Uh, it's the third rail. It's a third rail in Washington. It's been a very difficult issue for a long time. We obviously have not gotten a national consensus of any kind no. and or a law out of Congress. Uh, it was the it was the W. But, Bush administration where they were close. But how about this, get there. this population shortfall? This is something we're going to be talking about. We don't have growth um, in this country. Now, you, you'll see these countries like Italy has no growth. And France has no because Japan, they have no birth. famously. Yeah. yeah. And by then, the way, even China is very concerned about it. Remember, they went from one to two to three to unlimited, basically his, unlimited historically, children Historically, we've been a great growth country. You know, you'll look at the census, be 317, well, in, then it's 330. In part because of immigration, yes. Right. And maybe we have to start talking about not having enough people as opposed to Washington thinking about we have to have, create more jobs. That is... These jobs, I'm not kidding. I've looked at Domino's and how many, how many millionaires they've created out of people who just work hard. And, and they have to do, they have to, they have to have driverless just to be able to grow. They need driverless. Um, I want to come back to the broader market, if I can, for a moment. Okay. Uh, we're coming off the best day since March right. for the S&P, I believe. The pattern typically has been that we lately that we reverse whatever we had the day before until the last week of October. That has been the pattern. And uh, and then we've also still got this question about Powell at the Fed. And by the way, that is not something to do. You know, you you can bet on that. You can bet on whether Powell's going to be reappointed. Yes. Journal's got a piece out today from uh, Nick Timoros, who was oftentimes where they go to leak stuff. And um, White House officials argue that. 
his chances of renomination have been dented by the trading disclosure oh, controversy, but not, not dismantled. I mean, these guys are all fiefdoms. I mean, it's not like Powell's sitting there saying, look, I think we ought to talk about no, he has no real right. I mean, the, he has the Texas. It's just so unfair yeah, the, if he's if he's nailed for that. But David, I want to talk about something that you did yesterday. Well, just, you just about, well can we just finish this thought it's for a, a second? Because if you were to get a new Fed chair, I mean, the market typically tests a new Fed chair, don't doesn't it? Oh, very much. So. Yeah. And you would get so much bond issues. I mean, remember what Powell went through initially? I know, boy. I was. By the way, his rookie year. You were tough on him. I was very tough on yeah. him because he said, "Why do you go on like?" Ellen and said we need three rate hikes. <laughs> Ellen, let's go on the view. Let's go on the view and talk about taper. I mean, what was he talking about? Inside edition. I think we ought to buy fewer bonds. That's still on. But I want to just talk about something that happened yesterday here. We had a guy who's arguably the smartest person in America, right? Because <laughs> the guy won Jeopardy for 38 weeks, Matt Motive. He represented the average person who's not talking about the Fed. He's not talking about Kaplan trading. He's not talking about retail sales. He's talking about, I just got $1.5 million, and what am I going to do? I'm going to put it in the stock market. The arguably smartest person in America, the guy who's going for a graduate degree in New Haven. And what do we hear? He just represents America. And all these people come on. I, mean, I was watching some people this morning. They said, well, you know what? I think we have to switch into cyclicals. or maybe No. The average American is not even thinking about any of this nonsense. And you did advise him, given he's a young guy, to uh, to be more uh, allocated towards equities than he'd even thought that he yeah, should be. But I think we have to think cautious. about the average smart person in this country does not think about all this insider stuff that we do. They're not thinking about the check swing, and they're not thinking about whether Hertz should have gotten it. What they're thinking about is, you know what? I like stocks. They make money. So I'm going to buy them. <laughs> okay, great. Now you've given everybody a reason to turn the TV off. Well, what else are you going to watch? Ellen? Oh, shoot. Is Jay on that? Jay, where's Jay right now? What's he doing? Is he doing what show is he on? I don't know. Has he not been texting I think you? he's implied he's everybody Netflix. Everybody texts you. I think he's on Netflix. He's he's all, all it's about is the NFL. Is, he gets is the text Jay, from every yeah, single whole, person. Whole whole there's a big trade. There's a big trade in Philadelphia. Is, there's a know. big trade coming in Philadelphia. I'm not going to talk about it. Let's not. That's nope. not right now. That's not right. Um, still to come, we're going to break down some news on the boosters. Uh, Moderna, one of the biggest leaders on the S&P this week, got some interesting uh, downgrades of Micron and Western Dig. Tactical calls on Netflix, Facebook, Uber, Bitcoin above 60K. We're back in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. An FDA panel unanimously recommending Moderna COVID booster shots for at-risk adults. Uh, Meantime, Piper goes to overweight with a 445 target. At the same time, Jim, uh, White House says we're going to get international travelers November 8th. Wow. If you're fully vaxxed. And that's why these airlines are kind of interesting. I mean, you know, Delta stock went down a lot after 27 percent of their revenues from overseas. I'm starting to think, listen, you got to be thinking United. These uh, people want to come here. I think you got to be thinking Disney. Disney's owned by my travel trust. But, you know, David, you know that when people come here, they go to Disney. Disney's already flat out, aren't they, at the parks? That you can't get, yes, it's sold I mean, out. It's not like they're suffering Do right you go now. to Macy's? That's always been a huge chunk of their business is New York. Yeah. And we had some news there on Macy's that I'm surprised you haven't brought up yet. Well, I don't, you know, Macy's is an old activist name. Remember our oh, Jeff Smith took a run at that years it's, ago. What was it, in the 70s, David? You told him. You, you, you put the wood to him. I, I just don't feel as though that's worth, you know, mentioning at this point. We'll see what happens. Jana's not much, doesn't have much going on. Should I, should I take it back that I mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we just had the worst decline for Delta shares in a year on that fuel. I know, not, but I'm, I'm saying maybe it's de-risk because of that. Because and by the way, that news, by the way, was out last week, the Macy's news. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. That's the, that's the main reason. It oh, came out of okay. that conference I was at. Oh, okay. I, I meant Yeah, you broke that story. No, I didn't break it. It just oh, happened. Okay, there. you hid that story. Sorry, go ahead. But I, I think that what matters is, is <laughs> this is all part and parcel of what's going on around the world. Like Italy, they're using, they're requiring, that means Italy tourism is going to come back big. The requirement, the requirement is what we keep hearing about. Um, not the mandate. Not the mandate. The requirement. The mandate the is jackboot. The requirement. Meanwhile, Moderna, Merck's stopped going up and Moderna's stopped going down. In fact, Merck's now back to flat on the year. It had been up 5%. I, well, it's David, you, great, know, you know. You know it, it responded very positively to the news on Molnupiravir for a great week it had. And now it's kind of well, reversed. Candidly, we have the quarter coming. Mm-hmm. And the quarter's now, you know, J&J is going to have a good quarter, and they ring-fenced the talc. That was a rather brilliant thing that they did. They created an entity, and they immediately There's filed a for look bankruptcy. long-term but, Merck, but you can see that move up. But Merck does not have down. anything. You know, look, Merck has got a great cancer franchise. Yes, Keytruda is a great drug. But we keep thinking, what else do they have? And this is not ready to, to save them. It's kind of like Biogen. You know, see the number cuts Biogen? They have to do with the fact that the Alzheimer's drug may not be as effective, so therefore it won't get backing. Well, it's not getting coverage to a certain extent. A lot of doctors may not actually prescribe it. The work I do for uh, American Migraine Foundation uh, and speaking with a lot of doctors, they don't feel it's nearly as effective. And it was outrageous that it got approved. Outrageous. People resigned. The doctors who were involved with saying no to this, highest, highest end great doctors. Uh, The brain people that I deal with, I deal with a lot of brain people are like, are you kidding me? Maybe get like three months. Yeah. Three months. That's not enough for 56, what, 56K? Yeah. Our system can't handle that. No. We we talked about it when it first came through the regulatory process, and I'm sure we will for Uh, for a while. We're going to really focus on this because it's very important. Uh, Kramer's Mad Dash coming up after the the break. We'll get to the opening bell. Let's take a look at futures after that great day yesterday. S&P is going to open. Pretty much about 2% south of an all-time high. Horse walk on the street in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes... 
but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back, everybody. Of course, we've got an opening bell to end uh, trading for the week about seven minutes or so from now. You want to talk Tesla in the mad dash? I don't know if you've seen the stock of Tesla of late, but it, it, it's really breaking out here. I think it's going to take out a high. Why? Because we're beginning to hear uh, Credit Suisse three themes for uh, third quarter, all very positive. Jeffries today goes price target 950. I'm going to tell you what it isn't just enough that must build superior cars. Do you know one of the things that Jeffries liked here is that they have become, they are the best semiconductor sourcer in the group. In other words, even Musk even gets the right semis. So there isn't, I mean, this is a magical quarter that's occurring. And I think that even here, Netflix and Tesla are going to be the two stars of this quarter because they're exciting. Tesla with this Berlin factory and sourcing. Netflix, obviously, with Squidward. And I do, I know that's a joke. I, I, but I've got to tell you that these are the two uh, ones that I think that hedge funds are going to gravitate to. Um, I mean, Tesla now eclipses, once again, I think, an 800-plus yeah. billion dollar market value, making it... So is, is he richer than Bernard, Bernard Arnault, though? Is Musk I, again I haven't than... done the math lately. Do you think LVMH Arnaud... has been doing Very well. pretty darn well, but this in is part a... on the strength of the continuous strength of the Chinese but consumer. I've been trying, David, to figure out Tesla and Netflix. You know, do you take at, uh, one of the A's out? I mean, people don't like Apple. Right. You don't know. You can't do it. You There's can't an underperformance of Facebook you, note that came you out today. cannot screw with Fang. You did it. I created Fang, in. and done. I'm staying with Fang. you got to stick with it. Staying with Fang. Just add Tesla in there. I'm right. staying with the Eagles. Does this mean you're positive on Tesla? Yeah, I've been positive on Tesla since 200. You have? Yeah, ever since I drove one. Ever since I drove it. All right. I sat on the whoopee cushion, too, which I thought was really funny. All right. That is a heck of a chart. Wow. All right. By the way, the opening bell just a few minutes away. And remember... You can catch us anytime, anywhere. You can listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? We're back after this. Amazing. I think crypto, you know, it's not a fad. It's not going away. Um, And obviously, the blockchain technology supporting it is a real innovation. We're not seeing, among very wealthy clients, they might put, you know, I I talk to people, maybe 1% of their portfolio in it. Nobody's putting 10% of their portfolio into it. So it's an interesting thing. I mean, a lot of people want to participate. They don't know how crypto is ultimately going to play out. That's Morgan Stanley CEO James Gorman with us yesterday talking crypto. We've got Bitcoin uh, closing in on 60K would be the first time in about six months on pace for a third straight weekly gain, Jim, as we might get this ETF. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I got a lot of blowback from what Gorman said. Uh, from younger people who said that he's, uh, you know, younger people, I'm talking about people in their 20s, 30s, even 40s, saying that, uh, that Mr. Gorman's a little out of touch and that the percentage that is Bitcoin, that is uh, Ethereum, is actually 10, 15, 20. Uh, and, and that's in part because uh, the younger people don't believe in the dollar. They don't believe it. They, they watch the $4 trillion this and $4 trillion that. And they say, you know what, this is a better investment than the dollar. And that's older people are not used to even questioning the dollar. But younger people just have said, I watch the coverage. I, I'm concerned. How about the the, uh, the news that the SEC might not contest this, this ETF? I hear they're going to do four. I think that some of the bigger exchanges might be involved. 
And I think that the short-term buying that's elevating it is the idea that when that ETF is created, there'll be a pop and they can sell some of their some of their uh, Bitcoin. There are some traders in the name, obviously. But uh, the, really, the real blowback is, is that maybe the older people are really out of touch. We're going to find out, but it's been a long trip back uh, to the 60 range. Remember, it was in the spring we were talking about the $64,000 question at Bitcoin. There's the opening bell on the CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's Paragon 28. Make for a board complete medical devices celebrating the IPR. NASDAQ, it's Rose Hill Acquisition. A lot of American companies celebrating its IPO. Got some volume down here. Wow. Well, I mean, when you keep hitting these high... Yesterday was a day that a lot of people say, maybe it's over. I don't know if it's over, but there is excitement. And if you listen to Goldman Call, we're kind of in an era where people say, you know what? Gotta own stocks. Certainly would appear that they want to own them today. All yes. the green back on the board but, there yeah, at the real time. Don't you think you can come in on Monday though, and something happens in Taiwan, and we thought, what were we doing? Oh, you you know the South China. You saw the papers saying that there, there's maneuvers being done to to be ready to take over Taiwan by the PRC. That's not in the market. And every day the drumbeat gets louder and louder. Uh, Jim, just on charts, we got the S and P now back above the 50-day. There's been a lot of discussion about the downtrend the last month and a half. Is it broken? No, I mean, I just, I, I expected a lot more uh, big misses in different lines in the banks, including uh, loans, uh, balance sheet of individuals, and they're so much stronger. And then you take the retail sales number and you start saying, wait a second, is there some sort of outside baseball track that's much more powerful than the inside baseball track that maybe the consumer's weaker? Uh, I think the consumer, when you listen to the Bank of America call, it's obvious consumer strong. Morgan Stanley, uh, consumer very strong. Uh, Goldman, credit card, business strong. We see the retail sales numbers today well. As well, but that, this is not I part mean, of the name. This is a different narrative. Right. I'm saying that the gloom of Wall Street is not shared with, the, with, the, with Main Street. That's how I'm putting it. You made the point yesterday about savings and about, about how much money people basically have to potentially spend. The younger people have five times what and they had going to the pandemic. that's happening with that 11% year-over-year if you increase. Had ten, if you had $10,000, $20,000 in your bank account, yeah. uh, you're, you're up dramatically. And so there's a lot of money going around. And then you see earnings like J.B. Hunt, okay? Now, I didn't like J.B. Hunt's number. Uh, they talk a lot about how they have labor problems, they can't find work, but the bottom line was good. The, what keeps happening is that these companies are able to make great money even though the fate the fates are against them. The J.B. Hunt is really, remember, this is the third largest trucker. And they had some very interesting things to say about no truck, can't find truckers, but they can still coin money. Well, and I know you had been frustrated with UPS in the charitable I am. trust. I am. Uh, but that is back to at least a you know, one-month high. Well, UPS had a, a couple of, me, you know, Cal Tomei is unbelievable. She used to be a uh, CFO at Home Depot. But uh, they got pulled down by FedEx, and they got pulled down by their own analyst, analyst meeting. We don't know what the substance of what President Biden is saying about what they need to do in the ports. But I did have this fellow, uh, Leo Ron, one last night. Now, he's in charge of Uber trucking, Uber freight. And they are creating a model where we're going to have a lot of short-term truckers. But what he told me was, you have to understand that many truckers sense that they can make far more money on their own. So what you're seeing is going away from the J.B. Hunt, starting to do two, three, four trucking, you know, to buy some trucks, and it's not going to be solved. But he does think that we're getting closer to where it's going to come out 
that we've got a lot more drivers because of Uber. Isn't that something? It is something. And it's and by the way, you know, to the degree we've had disappointments on the jobs print, those jobs aren't counted as jobs. No. Isn't that something? Yeah. Are we are we under, undercounting the amount of labor? I work? think we are. Uh, the one thing that I keep hearing is there's this moment. I remember from my father, this was when the, the trucker comes to your place and it's who does un, who unloads it? Does the customer unload it? And what's happening, and this is something that Uber said to me yesterday, it's this battle in the warehouse of who unloads, who loads, and it's kind of like the the ports, who unloads, who loads. We have to solve this last, not last mile, I'm last foot. I'm doing last foot. You like it? Sure. You do, Uh, Yeah, last foot. Have you adopted already? No, no, but I'm I'm working with it, though. I I urge you to adopt it. not the last mile, it's the last foot. Yeah, can you use it on the 10 o'clock show? Uh, We might. We might. Okay. We might go there. Thank you. Um, I did notice that, well, again, I don't want to, the broader market up almost half a percent. Apple shares lagging once again. Well, Jim, yeah. we've talked a lot about it this week, whether it's new products potentially coming, obviously questions about their ability to get enough chips to maintain production levels. Um, but yeah, but do you see that, that Goldman uh, recommended Broadcom today? I and, and that's been the you know, people feel that's the bottleneck. I felt from reading the Goldman note that, that, that maybe things are not as tight. Right. I feel Apple is like Tesla. They will source what's needed. They will. That's an amazing upgrade because if you look at Broadcom, ABTO, it was yeah. really slammed the other day. But Hock Tan, you've always taught me that Hock Tan gets his man. CEO of, of Broadcom. Yeah, Goldman says um, we're most uncertain on trends in automotive, uh, but at a high level, they expect device types that contribute to automotive, like power management, right. uh, microcontrollers, to fare better uh, than other components uh, and right. to buck seasonal patterns. And what is their favorite stock still in the group? Is it AVGO? AMD. Lisa oh, AMD, Sue. Yes. Throughout this period, there's one person that has been a beacon in this group. Lisa Sue. And then say they like NVIDIA. Okay. Yeah. And they like Marvell. Now, Marvell, David, is not uh, Silver Silver. It's not uh, the Avengers. Marvell is a semiconductor company. I'm aware. That does Thank high you, performance though. computing. Thank you. Yep. And so it's three it's Marvell, it's NVIDIA, and it's AMD. That's what Goldman wants you to, to own, but they like Broadcom now. Uh, those are, remember, those guys are all high performance computers that I mentioned. I have Amazon Web Services on tonight, and they are Marvell. Marvell makes specialized chips. Uh, like that you need for the cloud. I love Marvell. Yeah, and, uh, Murphy on the suite. Very competitive guy. Uh, we're going to get some earnings next week. Uh, Netflix on Tuesday. And by the way, Evercore today names Netflix a tactical outperform. Um, best uh, net stock relative to the estimates going into the print. You know, they spent a billion do- de- developing Korean programming. So it's not like they just you know, one day woke up and said, well, let's have a great movie. But Rarely have I seen one movie move a stock, one program move a stock like this has. And it has gripped America. I, I find that when I talk with people last night, were we talking about the Eagles? No, we want to know who is watching this program. I, it has gripped America, David. Uh, actually, the world. The world. Yeah, which goes to the power of the Netflix platform. Remember, this was a program produced not in this country, Korea, uh, in South Korea, and uh, and you know, obviously has a has a great currency around the world. Maybe not North Korea; they don't seem to like it too much. North Korea, uh, but I don't know that they have a lot of Netflix viewers in but North, North Korea. But North Korea has soldiers now with their what hot coals. Did you read that? That they're I, I, they're I, having their soldiers be on beds of nails. I mean, they, you know, just, now but, I actually know someone who's been to North Korea. Yes, Carl. yeah. 
Well, not. Well, not you put on the point right to the end. Well, he but looked you were, at it. He looked at it. You were right there. That was one of the great Sarah moments of TV with, with but, Russia. He looked at it. But he looked. It was like on the bridge, right? Yeah. I mean, you, oh, that was good enough. That was far enough. I loved it. Didn't that want, was didn't great TV. Yeah, it's hard to believe the Winter Olympics. That was a long time. Coming years up, ago. wasn't yeah, it? Coming up four um, years. Guys, I did want to get back to the financials because we started the show, of course, with Goldman Sachs. The stock's up about two plus percent. Uh, we're actually seeing a rally across the board in many of the in, in many of the names, all of which have now reported earnings. Uh, whether it's J.P. Morgan, Bank America, City, Goldman, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, amongst the biggest uh, financial institutions in the country, um, and they're all up. Uh, Goldman is having the best performance. Well, actually, City, City, showing a little strength yeah, here. Yeah, Frazier really didn't. We go, don't really, you know, there's a no, there is a transformation going on there to some extent. It's it, you know she hasn't communicated that much as of yet as they sort of work through it. It's right. the, it does have by far the smallest market value. Well, Goldman is a bit behind it, but of a bank of that size, it's, it's less than $150 billion market value. I know, but remember, it's got $78, $78.79 tangible book, which means for people at home, the more they buy of the stock, the better things are. It's accretive. Right. That's not the case with the J.P. Morgan. By the way, we haven't talked much about J.P. Morgan. Well, uh, I feel like we've talked about it almost every day. No, no I meant that it's underperformance versus the group. Well, its, it's earnings were not... As good. It's not zeitgeist? Am I wrong? I think there's a zeitgeist component. We expect the most of J.P. Morgan. So they, have a, they, have, they are an A-plus student, so they delivered an A. Because remember, I want to go back. It was a great quarter. Yeah. It should not have been down four that, that day. That was a brutal well, day. People, people worry that it's the creeping influence and impact of fintech, right, on yes. credit well, cards. I mean, but, and- but he go, Jamie is adamant that he's missed fintech, even as fintech. Look at a company like Upstart. Now, Upstart's one of the greatest performers ever, okay? Yes. And, you know, Wells Fargo, which did not have a great quarter, adopted Upstart. This is a way, it's, all, it's AI, AI loans, the way they do it in China. And I just find that Jamie is like, uh, Jamie's an old-fashioned banker. I'm not saying he's a dinosaur. I'm not saying he's a troglodyte. I, I, you know, I'm not going there with the Velociraptor. Look at that. Look at but that. I do say that he seems to go out of his way, Bitcoin. Oh, it's a fraud. Uh, we don't have it. Who, who's got the square? Anyone got the square? By the way, square is $115 billion Why? market value. Why? I mean, you think about the accretion of market value to these newer, newer companies. Do you know what square would tell you why that is? Because they're willing to back people who J.P. Morgan's not interested in. Yep. That's they, right. they don't, you know, J.P. Morgan, have people, have J.P. Morgan gotten away from the very concept of helping the small to medium-sized business technologically. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think that there's something to that. Obviously, we've don't, talked a lot about PayPal. Don't you think Jamie's dismissive of a lot of this new technology? I don't know. You know, when he does the, when he does the class, he goes, oh, yeah, we got blockchain. Yeah, blockchain. Yeah, blockchain. It can be a, uh, it can be a, a side effect of getting older. <laughs> Charlie Sharf's adopting up, uh, Is Upstart. He? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Sharper, is anyone allowed to, to work explain, there? Why don't you explain to people what Upstart does? Because sometimes I think we gloss they, over you these don't, things. No fight, it's not FICO. It, it's the end of FICO is what I like. Well, this, these are all these AI algorithms that allow people, that allow well, It's more accurate a, than FICO. Much more accurate. That goes back to what I was talking about yesterday, though, what? with with the pay, uh, you know, buy now, pay later. Well, and Matt, what they've been able to do there. Matt, Matt and Slepchen. the AI that powers a lot of that yes, and Matt, allows Matt, them to Matt make good decisions about who to, use, who to lend to. So his, to his loan losses are much lower. Okay. But, you know, Rocket Mortgage's loan losses are low. And where's that stuff? No, that, that has not had a great move I mean, that's since just, it went public. No, Rocket has been disappointing. No, I love Dan Gilbert. I know you do. Farm, Dan. 
Yeah, speak farmer. Yeah, I know. Jay. Yeah, Jay. Jay. Yeah. I think Jay's the really CEO. good, but I know you do. You can't buck the trend. Speaking of rockets, uh, I want to get you on two names. Uh, space, yeah. uh, five-month low as they push back their commercial service timeline. Yeah. And Boeing with the indictment of this ex-pilot uh, as this 737 MAX uh, criminal prosecution continues. You know, in um, Eagles went three and out three times, right in a row. It was a Boeing moment. I'm now thinking, even though the Chapel Trust owns Boeing, and I keep waiting, that when something goes awry, it's a Boeing moment. Like the check swing last night, mm. it's a bit of a Boeing. Mm. I think we have to start using it as a descriptor. That's terrible. What do you got to call in this weekend? No, uh, uh, we'll play it out. Um, I'm, I'm going up to Boston. Uh, you probably might not be Boeing. No, I mean, I'm, Boeing I'm is like not for a Boeing. You know, no, Penn State doesn't play tomorrow. It's kind of Boeing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No game, you know, like North, you know, Panthers, they lost to the Eagles. That's a Boeing moment for Dave Tepper, right? It's a, it's a, it's, you know, we're going to be talking like this. I had a Boeing week on Monday. If my weekend's no good. Yeah. I was, that was kind of a Boeing weekend. Well, and it wasn't the only news this week, uh, the journal with that piece about, well, actually the statement from the company. The 787? About about yeah. I mean, what is going Leonard. on at Boeing? All right. So why do you still own it in your charitable trust? Because if the Chinese place the order. If there's a, a recognition that there's nobody left to indict or go after. But I want to know, is this a runaway grand jury, I've, David, I've down there? I've never heard you be more negative on a stock you own, so to speak. Well, I'm a self-flagellist from way back. In the early mind. days of self-flagellation. Self-flagellation, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I just, look, it's a great, it's a great, it's now a good American company. I want it to be a great American company again. Uh, they have to, sacri- you know what you have to do? They have to sacrifice some people. They have to sacrifice. Say, listen, FAA, anybody who touched the 737, they're gone. That's my suggestion. I think it's got to be a root and branch purge of anyone who touched And if they come back and say, well, everyone touched it, then everyone has to go. You, ca- you can't do this. David, you can't have a product. You can't have a product that was defective, where, they, where there were people who knew it was defective, okay? And, uh, and a prosecutor for fraud... Because they knew they, they didn't want to remember what they did was they didn't want to they didn't want to have, to have new people that had to be trained on it, which was in, in retrospect what they're saying is criminal. And so it's time it's time for root and branch. Anyone yeah. who touched the 737 has to go. Period. End of story. Hard stop. Stock has not okay? this year. Well, a lot of live load. A lot of debt on that balance sheet. Live load. Live they have load. to do an equity offering. Just get it over with. <laughs> but it's time. 730. Did you work on the 737? Ow. Boom. Okay? Required. And I wish I were kidding. But we, I don't think you have, no one's going to let these guys go until they say, we've done it. It's just like Charlie Scharf. He has sacrificed everybody. And it's, they're now starting to get to be the good graces. At Wells Fargo. You're yes, talking. you must sacrifice. And it's a terrible thing to say, but everyone's got to be sacrificed to touch that thing. Uh, with that, though, uh, the S&P and the Dow within 2% of all-time highs. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Only had really two great days this week. The start of the week was pretty bad. Three to one advancing to declining stocks right now. We're up about one and a half percent for the S&P 500. And it's uh, retail stocks doing well on those retail reports uh, and banks as well. Uh, banks are having a good week. Remember, banks traditionally sell off once earnings start. That's not happening right now. Uh, but you see Nordstrom's having a great day. Kohl's doing great. Uh, Macy's doing great in the retail space. 
Uh, banks also up. Goldman just uh, knocked it out of the ballpark. Again, they're really pulling the earnings numbers up for the S&P 500. Uh, energy tech lagging, but still on the upside. Uh, a lot of banks this week, but I do want to note J.P. Hunt, uh, big intermodal. Uh, Jim mentioned them. The important thing here is they're the one to watch when you're having logistics problems. Uh, and uh, they reiterated what we've been hearing all throughout the third quarter so far. Demand is strong, but there are labor shortages out there. And they referenced three specific areas, rail networks, truck networks, that's the intermodal system they run, and they added customer warehouses uh, for labor shortages. So these labor shortages are limiting their utilization, their ability to keep moving things and, and have equipment out there, trucks, for example, and limiting the capacity to deliver. They're the whole problem, logistics problem and the labor problem in a nutshell with J.B. Hunt. Good example here. By the way, J.B. Hunt's up 4%, got a new high uh, on that particular stock. Bank earnings are moving the market higher. Goldman took the numbers up. I just want to point out earnings up there. We've had 41 companies reporting so far, not just banks this week. Average earnings growth, 27%. That's about in line with the estimates. Uh, The average beat is 14.7%. That's good. It was much lower earlier in the week. Goldman and the rest of the banks are bringing up the average earnings beats. Remember, historically, it was about 3 to 5%. Last few years, it's been big beats, around 11, and that's now 14. So pretty good numbers overall. And while the market is moving up on better bank earnings, the bigger banks aren't moving that much. Bank of America has had great numbers. They're up. But as uh, Jim pointed out, Wells Fargo didn't have a particularly great quarter. And J.P. Morgan is still down. U.S. Bank Corp. still down on the week. I think the important thing is that the bank index, the bank ETF, KBE, oh boy, this has been quite a mover here. You've got to go back to 2007. We're sitting at Essentially, new highs going back almost 15 years for the bank index to just prior to the great financial crisis. So big move up uh, in banks, particularly since the bottom. Finally, uh, we've been talking about it uh, all throughout the morning. We are waiting for the possibility of a Bitcoin futures ETF to come. I say possibility because the SEC theoretically can put the kibosh on this up till midnight on Monday. But if they don't, it's going to go through. A futures ETF, uh, Bitcoin futures, will be trading uh, on Tuesday. It'll be pro shares. They'll be ringing the bell down here. That's a futures contract. Uh, a lot of people are unhappy about this. They want a pure Bitcoin ETF. Uh, but as Gensler has indicated, there are real problems with this because we have lack the regulatory oversight that they need to really control the exchanges and other things. A Bitcoin futures contract, Carl, is going to reduce that problem because you don't have custody issues. You don't have people who are having their Bitcoin accounts and exchanges hacked by cyber criminals in Russia. So a Bitcoin futures contract solves the problem that Genstor has, which is moving forward uh, on crypto exchange, on crypto in general, but still working to get more regulatory control over the whole crypto space. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thanks. Uh, Bob Pisani. Uh, Dow's up 234, uh, just about um, one and a third percent away from a record high. Got the VIX down to 16. Whew. And uh, take a look at the bond report, uh, Treasuries, this morning, as we uh, did see a little bit of a pop in the uh, short-term two-year yield on some of these retail sales numbers. Ten-year hovering right around 156. Squawk on the street. We'll continue after a break. The Milken Institute Global Conference returning to an in-person gathering this year in Los Angeles, California. And I will be there live interviewing some big guests. We'll have the CEOs of Chevron, Siemens, Carlyle. You can see that there. A lot more. And by the way, the beauty of that as well is that you never know who's coming through. And you know who so the star of that group is? That's just a few. It's Carmine Decibio. 
harm. He's an old friend of yours. You talk him about. Yeah. You talk to him about about ESG. He I knows will. more than anybody in the world. I will. I will talk to Carmine about ESG. Of course, we'll also talk about back to the office. So many other things, of course, specific to each of those companies. Looking forward, though, to getting back to in-person. Wow. How you about put a tie on? Caterpillar today uh, naming their first sustainability officer and tying in ESG into the 2020 incentive plan. Uncle B is real. He knows that you have to do it. Pages, pages six and seven, you know, the, the Bank of America, right up front, was what they've done for the community. This is a new world, and it's a positive one. Business is the greatest source, greatest platform of social change. Business, not the government. Yep, yep. policies not dragging compared to business. Yep. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Dow's up 275. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. It's a Matthew McConaughey moment. I got to meet him. He's unbelievable. Ford, okay? The Lincoln is selling out in China. The Lincoln is the most profitable car they have. There's a huge market share gain of, by Ford. And remember, what they have a price position far above Cadillac, similar to BMW, completely different from the USA, and the Chinese love the Lincoln. Wow. Is that something? That's where the profits are going to be come from. It is growing really fast, and I don't think anyone is talking about the Lincoln selling out. That's what's moving their China numbers. Oh, that's going to is be that something? Yeah, the Lincoln. That's incredible. I met Matthew McConaughey. He's the smartest, coolest guy. He's cooler than Matt Amodio. I got Matt. I got. A, I got the right Mac. You, you got, got right some man. other Mac. Is he going to run Getting for office? Graduate Isn't he degree. Potentially in? thinking about running for. He's Senate. a poet. A little wobbly, I think. He's so government. cool that I just said, "Listen, I can't. I'm like scared. Like you're just too cool. I can't talk to you." <laughs> uh, how about tonight, Jim? Amazon Web Services, perhaps the most important important entity in business today. Adam Salipsky back from uh, Salesforce after they bought Tableau. It is so exciting. And I have not given up on the Eagles. I believe. I bleed green. I love them. Howie Roseman will do what's necessary to get us in the Super Bowl eventually. Oh, what's yeah. this? There you go. That's last night? <laughs> yeah, well, I liked it. You know, it's a Brioni. <laughs> I got it tailored in Milan. You almost got him, Jim. You yeah. almost, that would have been a huge upset, a beautiful yeah. upset. Yeah. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.